My name is Michael Rosso. This is the Film Photography Podcast, the internet radio show for people who love to shoot film. I'm here in the room with Dane Johnson. Yo! Kevin from Pink Delicates. Hi, everybody. Mark Dalzell. Hey! And John Fidelli. Checking in today will be Matt Mirage. Wow. Hey, Matt. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. On today's show... What show? <laughs> on today's show, we're going to be talking about cameras. Really? Film. Wow. We have darkroom tips about using a safe light. Mm. Oh, this is... Yeah, it's going to be a good one. We have a book of the month. Book uh, of the month. Book donated by Jim Austin. Jimages. Ah, oh, Jimages, our good friend. Oh, careful. This is a book glass. Oh, well, I hit your hand. I saw it going there. The bucket of, uh, of, of used flash. The bucket of broken glass. We're going to consult the oracle, uh, <laughs> the bucket of broken flash bulbs. <laughs> and w- today we're going to have our remarkable instant camera and film giveaway where we will be giving away three, count them three, wow. Polaroid instant cameras. Yay! Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Very exciting. Wow. All that and much more. In- oh, including Mark's new segment, which is. <laughs> Mark's crappy good good and crappy camera. Yeah, Mark's good and crappy camera. We need a little theme for that, like a little wh- like whimsical circusy kind of like. <laughs> oh, that tune we just did last yeah, week. Yeah, that tune we just did. Perfect. That would it's work. A simplified version. Like, oh, you're. Uh, I'll do a real clean version, like a little. Sp- you're no swearing. W- your slide whistles here. Oh, is it okay? Yeah. <laughs> oh. Speaking <laughs> of circus music, <laughs> slide whistle. Get it out of here. It's taking up space. <laughs> Uh-huh. You know it's a party when you hear that sound. Oh, by the way, man, you left your slide whistle here last <laughs> night. <laughs> wow, what a night that was. Yeah, that was crazy. And we're going to have a lot of fun today. At the end of the show, we're going to have our long-ass long music, music segment. segment. <laughs> In 2013, we're going to be talking film. We're going to be talking film. All day and all night. All day and all night. Film. What are we talking? Instant film? Instant film. Kodak film? Kodak film. Fuji film? Fuji film. Impossible film? Impossible film. Expired film? What have you? Spectra film? 110 film? 126 film? 35 millimeter film? E6? C41? Black and white? Get it, Dane? Hey, we'll be right back. Great.
I'm here in the studio with Matt. We're doing a live spot for the Debonair. Oh my gosh, that plastic, fantastic. Yep. Easily the coolest 120 toy camera out there. 120 toy camera FPP found 2,000 cameras up in Rochester, New York. They're now in the FPP store. It's 19.99 US. And while supplies last, you get the camera and a roll of 120 film. We've been selling it now for a month or so, and it's usually popular. We're sending out a lot of cameras per per week. As a matter of fact, I, some of the folks at the show that we ran into... What show? ...had ordered from the FPP store. Lately, myself, Matt, and Leslie from Imagine That... Can you imagine that? <laughs> Sprockets. Oh, they just look fantastic, Mike. Uh, we Instead of using 120 film in the FPP Debonair, which is a 120 plastic camera... Myself, Matt, and Leslie have been dropping in 35-millimeter cartridges. It fits perfectly. All you need is, like, a piece of, like, uh... Packing peanuts? Packing peanuts. Some gaffer's tape? Yeah, one on each side. And you're good to go. It fits in perfect and... Nice and snug. Nice and snug, and it it creates uh, your image on 35-millimeter film, includes the image onto the sprocket area of the film. Which is very cool. When people see that, they're like, whoa, Whoa. how'd you do that sprocket photography? (laughs) So the FPP Debonair Film Photography Store.com. I know it sounds funny. You'd be like, hey, man, you you have 2,000 of them. It's a limited amount. Think about it. That's it. How many you guys, guys and girls out there listening, we have way over 2,000 listeners listening to FPP regularly. Get it now. It is the coolest camera. A number one recommended by myself, Matt. Leslie, anyone that's used it so far, two thumbs up. So, filmphotographystore.com, 120 film cameras, there it will be. Check it out. Yeah. Hey, we're back. <laughs> How you guys doing? How's everybody? Hey, good. Yeah. How you guys doing? Hey, excellent. 2013 is treating you well? Great. So far, so bad. Yes. Wow. John has his Instapro on the table. Yep. I'm happy to see your iPhone product tucked away. iPhone product. It's called an iPad. Okay. <laughs> I see uh, Portrait 800 and a big, big camera over there. That's your good camera. Uh, Dane, you brought some cameras oh. too? Yes, I did. It used to be Portrait 800. Now it's empty. Whoa. Oh, Look at that. Those are cameras. For folks, for folks just tuning in and listening, um, uh, my name is Michael Rosso. We're in our fourth year of the Film Photography Podcast. I'm a uh, indie filmmaker and film shooter. Uh, Dane, Kevin, Mark, and John are all film shooters, but they're also musicians, and they also have once a week do their improv yes. rehearsal called The Smooth Sailors. Yes, sir. That's right. And uh, you can go on thesmoothsailors.com right. every week on every like Wednesday and see what they you guys actually played live on Tuesday. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. That's we exactly. On it's Tuesday. posted by Wednesday. And we've been playing cuts. Cuts. KTZ cuts. Yo, uptown cuts. <laughs> in the, the house. End of the show, town. we've been playing cuts. Sure. And uh, it's really, really a lot of fun. I go Tuesday nights to uh, test cameras. Because mm-hmm. then the subject matters. Let's drink my Cokes. And of all, yes, well, <laughs> drink your Coca-Colas. Of, I want to welcome everybody to the show. Uh, if you've been listening, then really, you just, you're just you a FPP listener. You kind of just jump in. Mm-hmm. You just dive in every other week, and you're a part of the gang. And that's what's great about the show, what show. Because, uh, <laughs> you know, people who don't listen... They don't get it at first. They're like, oh, I don't get it. These guys sound like more, you know, sound like morning radio. drive radio. I thought you were going to say morons. <laughs> uh, sometimes. Well, that too. And the great thing about film photography is it's a discovery for us, and we don't we're claim. We're discovering uh, as we go. Yeah, we don't claim to know anything. No. You know, we, we like you, you know, use the Wikipedia. 
Is that a tooth missing, John? Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Happened New Year's Eve. Yeah, it did. That's I had right. a fight. With your child. <laughs> yeah, yeah he was drunk. Keep Is it true that W.C. Fields used to like liquor up the kids on the set? I don't know yeah. about that. That's right, I right? think it is. I heard that, too. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It makes them funnier. <laughs> it makes everybody funnier. <laughs> so uh, why don't we just dive right in, uh, Mark, to your segment, your crappy camera and awesome camera. What's your crappy camera today? <laughs> He's not ready. I'm ready. Yeah, sure. Which, okay. which one do you want? Crappy. Okay. My my crappy camera. I got two crappy cameras today. I got oh, it's an it's, extra crappy day. It's the ADI, the Action Tracker. I got this for uh, forty nine cents at a thrift store, and I, I too much. They didn't have a price on it, and I said, <laughs> "How much? How much is this?" And she said, forty nine. <laughs> I said, "Dollars? No cents." Like I was an idiot. So you, you really said that? I, I was like dollars because yeah, I was surprised at forty nine cents. But yeah, I bought this at a store for forty nine cents. And it's, um, it's a little tiny motorized 35 millimeter thing that, when I say motorized, it's got four lenses on the front. It's like the Lomo, what do you call it? Uh, Lomo. The four shot one. Four quad. Shot. Yeah. The quad, yeah. But it's, but it's motorized, so it takes the four pictures in sequence, so it's, uh, hmm. you can get a picture of something moving or, you know, do silly things with it. Now, have you shot with it? I have. I just... Uh, Is there film in it right I now? Pass it around. No, there's no film in it right this second. I just, uh, I just finished my first test roll with it and developed it, and it's cool. So this is good for people running or... Yeah, I mean, yeah. Action sample. Action, this is a 35 mm Action tracker made by it, just EDI. It, has no, it does nothing whatsoever. It does have a frame counter on it. That's the only thing it's got. But otherwise, when you, as you wind it, it winds up the little motor, and when you shoot it, you get four little shots. It basically, it's like it's the viewfinder, little plastic square. Well, flip the back flips up too. It's your uh, it's your sports finder. Oh, there what you up, go. John? There you go. Ooh, Ooh oh. that was nice. So is it a type of thing with the <laughs> lenses like chick, 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 chick. It rolls. Yes. Does okay. it roll? So over it, it takes like four pictures over over the span of one second. Okay. So yeah, that's 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 one of my little crappy cameras today, which it's just kind of a novelty thing. You don't get a it doesn't have much control, doesn't you can't use a flash with it, you can't so do anything with it. So this is the one I was saying uh two shows ago when we were talking about me buying a crappy camera at a store and going to look it up on Flickr to see what kind of results I got. And the very first images that came up were Photoni. He used one of these in one of his weeks. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He has one. So, yeah, it's fun. He actually put four different gels over the four lenses. So he gets like the Andy Warhol effect with four yeah. colors of the same thing. But look at that guy. Uh, do you have any results? Yes. You do? You just asked me that. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, Did, does that surprise you? No. That, okay. <laughs> uh, it's cool. Uh, yeah. Like, I, I still have to kind of nail down exactly how you use it, but uh, I, I took a few shots of like you know somebody standing 10 feet away and i say run towards me while i take a picture of them this so is outdoors only right it depends on what film you put in the best pictures i put 400 in it and i think the shutter speed is actually really? kind of slow on it because all the pictures i took outside were completely blown out but the pictures i took inside came out pretty good so i think if you used 100 it would be good for uh you know outside-ish and uh no hot shoe or anything crazy nothing like no because i mean truly to have a hot shoe it would have to fire four times in one second you so need you like a, one of those lomo flashes like the Lomo Kino thing. Yeah, yeah. So you, I use it with I used it with movie lights in the studio yeah. last week. Now is that a second sort of like on on deck crappy camera? Yeah, this is my second because that one is so crappy. I brought two crappy cameras. I love this. This is the uh, the Vivitar 3D cam. That's 3D crap. They were made by uh, Lorio, which is a, this really interesting company that makes all kinds of wacky. 3D add-ons and stuff, but it's a, it's just like a, a, a junky plastic, you know, kind of a point-and-shoot, fixed-focus, 35-millimeter. Who made it? Vivitar. It's branded Vivitar, but it was, I think it was designed and built by L'Oreal, L-O-R-E-O. And if you, if you look up L'Oreal online, they actually, they, they still, they, they don't sell this exact camera, but they make all kinds of really cool products, like they make... This, Neat ideas. Yeah, they make a 3D... 
3D camera in a lens cap thing, which is basically, it's it's like a screw-on filter for your SLR, but it's it's got like a like a like a double periscope type of thing, so it turns your regular SLR camera into a 3D camera. Is and that right? Yeah, that's all kinds. It was of, gimmicky. And I'm sorry, what year? I don't know what year. There's not there's no information about it, but I mean, judging by the graphics and the construction, I'd say you know 10, 10 years ago ish. Judge. And you can still get the Lorios Judge on on eBay pretty easily. Hold um, up again, please. How many times? I have to hold it up. I already did it like two times. <laughs> what, what kind of set we working here? Yeah. Just do digital, man. It would have been done. Watch it. outfit is this? He's uh, going to have a heart attack. But then on the back, what's cool about it is on the back it's got a switch to go from mono, which I guess is 2D. Oh, look at that. To 3D. That would be so. for Cyclops viewing, right? Yeah, right. And mm-hmm. how did you find uh, such an odd camera? eBay. Okay. Poking around. Did you my... know it existed? No, no, no. I mean, I knew that there were stereoscopic cameras, but I didn't have one. But I was just poking around looking for, you know, my usual eBay search, which is weird, odd, stupid, strange, fungus, broken, <laughs> close bracket camera. Uh, and it popped uh, up. <laughs> is it true that there's a whole, like, 3D subculture niche? Like, uh, for example, uh, our good friend, uh, FPP listener Ted, who met us at the uh, NYC PDN show. Yeah. Yeah, he had, that was a cool camera. Yeah. He had was, cameras. And he had examples. He brought a slide. Yeah. He brought his viewer, awesome. yeah. They really were cool. remarkable, weren't they? Yes. That's it like is a totally serious different 3D. Experience. Yeah. This is kind of a kind of the junky version of that. The effect works, right. um, but I would like to get a proper, you know, good 3D camera. Because yeah. this, this basically takes the two <laughs> images on one 35-millimeter um, frame, so the images are kind of small and... Why are you... I feel like you're like a wedding photographer. Like the way you, he is. But not a good one. Like, why would you, shoot, why would you want to shoot the side, like the side of my bald head? Well, he's doing long exposures, and he's got a laser pointer, and he's writing things in your head. <laughs> and you do not have your roll back yet. Yes, I do. You do. Done. Done. It, 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 it mostly works. I tried, uh, but my eyes got dry. Yeah, Dane has three eyes, so it yeah, doesn't work. So didn't oh, work you didn't post them online. Uh, well, I mean, they are by now. Yes, they are online. But it, it mostly works. But the, you know, the thing I learned with this is it's got a built-in flash. It's got auto, like an auto light sensor. When it flashes pictures, it doesn't really work. The 3D doesn't work quite properly. I think the flash shadows are too strong, and they trick your. They don't. They don't let your brain trick itself into believing that it's a 3D picture. Hmm. The pictures I took outside that came out oh. are much more believable. Okay. I have to do a second roll to test that theory, but that that seems to be the way it works. So if you get one of these, try not to use the flash. So I have a good segue from Mark's cheap, crappy cameras. Not cheap, I guess. Crappy cameras. The difference in some of these crappy cameras that I'm seeing, that a lot of the Lomo kind of thing goes off, where crappy is okay Mm -hmm. because it's got style Mm -hmm. and it does things that you want to see in your, uh, that are kind of creative. Those are are cool ideas. Those are like, there's a 3D and there's an action snap that's got something else going on. Now, I brought examples of cameras that are not that but they're even crappier. <laughs> How can it be possible? So, well, here's the deal. I brought an Olympia. Yeah, get that over there. So there's these crappy cameras you've probably seen on eBay, which look like they're all kinds of, like, all kinds of gear. They come with big flashes. They got, they got big old three set. They got settings on them that look like to do stuff. The people that sell them have no idea what oh, they have. Oh, I sent you guys a link this, uh, a while back. Yeah. That was, uh, buy them it was listed as a Canon A1, and it was $150, buy it now, but it was actually, a, there's a Taiwanese company called Canon, oh. but it's actually, it's like Olympia, it was supposed to be like Olympus, Olympus. they have uh, Nikai, which is Nikon, you know, so they do all these super cheap knockoffs where they literally take the crappiest plastic things, they put weights in them, they'll even put bars in them to make them feel heavier. The fact is, if you look at the lenses, there's like, they, they like, they turn and they do like, oh, this is a, this doesn't do anything. 
<laughs> All it does is just go longer and further. It has no impact. You could take what is the it whole. Supposed to be? It's supposed to look like you're like changing. Like it does Zooming something. Zooming and like focusing. It doesn't do anything though. The actual lens is back here in the bottom. Now this is my this is my point. My is the fact that people might be thinking. <laughs> That they're grabbing these uh, Johnny's offset. They, they, these might people might be thinking that these are like going to be like Lomo cameras and they're going to do all this cool stuff like they when you get like that. Dianas or something. They just take really they just take really pictures. bad pictures. And so I don't know. I'd like to see actually if somebody's used some of these and and actually got interesting results. How much this yeah. bad boy cost you? This bad boy with check this out. This bad boy. So you got to get this picture. Whoa, the flash alone is worth the money. This bad boy with the flash, it's got a big old grip. It comes with the bag. Oh my and they God. even have packages. I, when you first walked in, is I was like, oh, my God, leather? that bag. Yeah. The bag is worth more than the camera. They come in, and this, this whole business was like, I got it at a place for 10 bucks. You know? The manual is worth more than the camera. Because I loved the, I was just like, because this, this is the first one I got. I'm like, I'm like hey, you know, maybe this is like, because I had good luck with my, my, my Bannier, you know, which is just one of my favorite cameras. Mm-hmm. So the style, the, the masking is all screwy, you know, and I'm thinking this will be crazy. And the, it's, it's, but it's really just, it's not. I'm so, sorry, what I don't know. Run you? So for one thing is people, $10. this one is 10 bucks for the whole package. And it, so any listeners that are getting into film that are getting on eBay and they're going to see there's a lot of these on eBay and they're all like 30, 40 to $150 oh. and they're useless. And they're going to, so make sure you, if you look at the pictures <laughs> close and you see something that says something like, GM 8426 or H2000. If you see any of that stuff, and some of them even come with tripods that are useless and they're plastic and they're going to break. So uh, watch out because it's not going to be, it's probably not going to be a cool uh, thing that you think. For example, the the 2000H here, for one thing, they didn't put the weight in this one. Have a feel of that. <laughs> Whoa! I'm, oh, that's just all. That's the worst. That's just it's when a paper. You, got, you must be like, oh man, this now, is great. Exactly. Now the other part is now check Don't out the this. check out that uh, check out the quality of that 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 lens shade. An empty cardboard box weighs is heavy. Give it a pull. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> this is it fell off. Here's what the lens. Let me see the lens thing. Here's what it's good for. Like these John are like oh, crazy camera. spoof cameras. When you want your beard to look taller, it's crazy spoof cameras. If you look like this one even has. Look at the the the. the Lens settings. The lens looks like. Oh, go a, ahead and change, uh, the, uh, change the aperture there for me, there, Rasso. It's a sticker. It doesn't do anything. Oh, <laughs> the uh, the front of the lens looks like an underwater diving says, helmet. I know. It's a, this is a. It's oh, it's a, a two hundred. It doesn't even have a name. It's the same company. It says color lens. Color. You got to have a color. So don't put black well, and white film in a color lens. <laughs> no. This one. What's that? Ooh. Ooh, oh. that's outdoor. That's indoor. It does. You know, it doesn't do anything in there. It's just bullshit. That's total crap. This is a real crappy. Can crappy. I feel yeah, so I was. I, now this one's got the weight, and I was psyched. Have you I'm, shot with this yet? Yes, I have. That's insane. What's it look like? It just doesn't look like anything. It just <laughs> it looks like it looks like crappy pictures. <laughs> focus free, it says on the front. Yeah, because you can't turn it to focus. <laughs> it. What does it look picture. like? It looks like crappy pictures. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. So the, and then the best part is that the only fun part about these, you know, after I got the camera, I was sitting on the dish next morning, and I said, I'm going to read the manual. Hey. Sitting on the can. I was sitting on the can. There you go. And the manual is actually funny. It's real funny. It's all like bad translations. Like, oh, because you, everywhere it says instead of rewind the film, it's bewind the film. Everywhere. <laughs> hey, ours, are, you know. So, and, and. Don't rewind the film. Bewind Let me have that one back. Where'd it go? Some of them have auto, you know. Oh, look at that. It, that's the rewind. So when you take a picture, you know, it's auto 
Auto forward. Auto forward. It doesn't think when it gets to the end of the picture. So when you get to the last frame, it goes. <laughs> and it tries to hold and hold, hold until the batteries go dead. Oh, Jesus. And so then you're like, now you can't rewind it because you can't. And you're like, oh, crap. And then you have to manually turn this thing, set it to rewind mode. You know. But but the one cool thing about that is good for double exposures. You can get random stuff, right? Rewind a little. Sounds take like a, a shot. rascal. Oh, that's cool. So it, I was the picture's... It's the same thing. The pictures don't have that Lomo style that you want. So you can get thinking. like half frame double exposure. Who knows? What you're, well, you could even. <laughs> uh oh, R2 is getting angry. It's good for sound effects. You could use that as a uh, turntable when you're DJing. <laughs> exactly. And the be- yeah. and it's got this little MC Triax. The little red light that pops up is <laughs> supposed to be the red eye removal. It's this little red thing that pops up. Ridiculous. Awful. Those people think that awful. So, anyways, the that? people who manufacture it think that people know, are actually. really stupid. That's <laughs> a camera made for, for now, no. uninformed any, any people. Any idea where, like where these spoof cameras were sold? They're all coming from Taiwan, and like, they're like all. How did they sell? Like in stores? They're or no, they truck were. Stops? I, they yeah, that's good. I bet they were at truck Probably, stops. Yeah. But they're yeah for they're pretty much uh, kind of a ripoff. But you know what the. Uh, the flash is kind of useful because it comes with the flash, the really long cord. Oh, the flash is actually good. The flash isn't good, but it's actually something that's kind of fun because it comes with like a three-foot cord. Yeah. Not that it's worth the 10 bucks, but it's interesting, but, you know. It's You've the, also got your uh, Nikita. For crappy the Nikita the Nishika. Too, the Nishika. Yeah, we went through it. that, which is fun yeah. because the, you can. You At least to, that does something it weird. Does, yeah, so as long as there's another purpose, you yeah. can have a crappy camera if it, if it does gigantic. something that's style. But these just don't have style. No. They're just. It's it's basically a giant clunky version of a '90s black plastic point and shoot. Oh, yeah. Whatever. Like it doesn't do anything. Interesting. It doesn't do anything. It just so, takes up space. But they, it's very, very light though. The one they've done. What is that? Now which one? This one. The it's all so chrome the, on top. So the two cameras are so we for our show notes. The Olympia. Yep. Uh, and is there a model number. There is GM eight four two six red eye reduction motor drive. Okay. Now here's another good part. Okay, say you want to do a self timer and get a little soft shot goal, get a group shot. Okay, you better hurry. Oh, there it went. <laughs> <laughs> got a one second. You got two seconds. <laughs> oh, there it went. You have one second timer. So okay, thank you. Wow. We're gonna come back and talk about our our good cameras. Our oh, that our, was the good camera. Yeah. Wait a second. <laughs> Hey, it's Mike here. I'm here in, in the FPP store with Matt, Lauren, and Leslie. Hey. hey. Here to talk about Kodak Film. I want everyone to go to the filmphotographystore.com. That's our store to pick up a roll of Kodak Film. Why, Matt? Hey, well, because we have some of the best prices on the web. Bar That's on. right. The best. And what else? We have extremely fast shipping. Ooh. Oh. Super fast. Super fast. Yes. Speed of light. Super fast. I think people are very happy because our FPP, our very technological, in-computer shipper, works directly with the U.S. Postal Service. So the shipping price is the actual weight of the product. When people buy a roll of film, they're like, like, they're like, great, it's a $2 roll of film, but yeah, now it's $15 after shipping. FPP store. Everything in the store is in stock. We have lightning fast shipping. Thanks to William. Thanks, William. We have excellent shipping prices. And we now have the best prices on the web for Kodak Ektar, Kodak Portra 160 Portra, 400 T-Max, Tri-X. Forget about the superstores online. Superstores. You can get beautiful, fresh. Is that fresh? Fresh Kodak film directly from filmphotographyproject.com. Click the store button. Lightning fast. Fresh. So fresh it should be slapped. 
<laughs> exactly. I was going to say so fresh that it will give a strudel mouth. Fresh mouth. <laughs> What's so great about buying from the film photography store? I will tell you. It supports this show. What show? The Film Photography Project. That's right. We are passing along the best price to you. Filmphotographystore.com 2013 Kodak Film. Thank you very much. Hey, we're back. My oh. A number one camera. Yeah, let's broke. go to you. A number none. Tell, As Dane was talking, you broke your camera. Well, I was sitting here with a uh, Pentax P3 camera, uh, and I tried to load some uh, ectochrome in it, and it broke. <laughs> yep. Unfortunately, what they did was um, the, uh, the the rewind knob. I yeah. Mean, yeah, the rewind knob. You pull it up to pop the back door yeah, open. which is common. Which is very common, but... This one, to save a nickel, they made it out of flimsy plastic instead of metal. So the plastic tab has broken off. So you can you can sort of get the back door open if you get it just right, but you won't be able to rewind your film properly. So Why? Why wouldn't you be able to re- rewind if your I film? Get it open, oh, check. look at that. Because the, the, uh, the, <laughs> the second prong of your rewinder snapped now, off. How is this repairable? You can just unscrew this. Well, I, I should actually reword the question. How can you repair it for me? <laughs> Let me rephrase it. When will you fix it? Uh, if I could get the rewind knob off of another Pentax P3, oh, like it would one be on eBay that's bust. Yeah, it would be it would be a thirty second repair. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Okay. It's literally take this screw out, pop out the broken one, put the new fresh one in. Or if you wanted to go nuts, you could you could probably take one off of a better, dare I say, camera um, and and make it work in there. Something else that has a pop-up rewind. Right, right. It's a Pentax P3. Yeah. I didn't know anything about it. Came. Don't back. close it. Oh. <laughs> As with this, this is a, a FPP giveaway camera. It comes in the door. I, I not the broken one. R- run a few rolls through it, mm. and then we give it away. But uh, this camera, I especially liked because, first of all, I never knew it existed, the Pentax P3. I didn't know anything about it. I found it very nice to hold. I think you just admitted it. You thought, like, oh, it's yeah. a solid camera. It has a really satisfying click. Listen to this. That is yeah, nice. It's nice clap. It's a nice... Yeah, it's a... It's a clap. It's, it's got clap. some heft. I, yeah, it has heft to it. I was just going to say, it, it feels good to me because I, um, on, a, on a somewhat related topic, I just also finished testing uh, a, a new SLR that I got, which was the Pentax ME. Oh, okay. Which is like a three-quarter scale SLR body. Famous and, camera. Yeah, and this, this P3 feels is kind of compact like that. Uh, like it's smaller than a regular SLR body. It takes the normal K-mount lenses, yeah. mm-hmm. but the body, they shrunk the body. It's, it's, it feels like almost like a peanut yeah. SLR. It's yeah. cute. It was sort of like... like uh, uh, the 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 KS Super it's an the ME is an automatic camera. It's almost completely yeah. It, yeah it's it's com- got the same settings. You've got yeah. you've got um, bulb, automatic, uh, X, flash, yeah, or off. Yeah, like that's basically yeah. It's the same. It's the same. Um, uh, da of the kick. <laughs> yeah, the, I have an FX. Uh, the Yashica FX seventy is also like that, where it's just three settings. Yeah. You set your yeah, nice and easy. And you set your ISO, and that's it's great shooting with that stuff because it's. Yeah, I just it's developed just the roll out of the, out of the ME, and it's. I mean, it looks like a it looks like a good little SLR. I mean, it's just nice sharp pictures, but the body itself is so compact. I want to get a really squished down little pancake lens for it, so I can just like slip it in my pocket because the body's so small. Yeah, what are you doing? it'll be my my carry around SLR. What's your good camera today, Dane? Oh, I don't know how good I don't know how good it is. It just it's yeah. an, another one of those uh, Poppy just donated. 
Chris Poppy. This one he brought by, and it is still working out the uh, kinks on it. It's a uh, Petrie, P-E-T-R-I-F-T-E-E. F-T-E. The battery compartment was completely seized. Mark finally got some pliers on it, and he got it started. So got then it started, He got it started. Nope. So then I, I find then I got it. I could get in there and get it up, and then it was just the battery. Got the battery out, cleaned it out a little bit, put an LR44, even though it wants a Mercury, wants one of those... Five sixty sevens or whatever it wants or whatever. What's that one? The Mercury battery. Six twenty five. It's another one of those ones where I put the LR forty four in instead. So yes. I can already tell I'm looking through the meter. Meter's working, but it's running a little hot. So I've, it's like I've never seen a camera that was so dead that actually came you right got back. back. This thing. So I with enough WD forty. Yeah, and pliers. I, I got in there and so we got. So now I got meter. So I'm like, oh, I'm close. But now the shutter wouldn't. Cl- you couldn't you know. get the lens off. Yeah, so I couldn't get the. I got finally got the lens off. Then uh, when you take a picture, it would the curtain wouldn't shut all the way. Right. Is this a screw mount lens? What type of? It is a weird bayonet kind a, of thing. That's oh, a proprietary, not even. Yeah. Proprietary. Petri. Petri. Yeah, but uh, it's a you know it's got a two a twenty eight millimeter two eight which thirty five millimeter SLR camera. What country did this originate from? Japan. Oh. Hi. There you go. After getting the battery in there, cleaning that out, and then the curtains getting sna- snagged on the way in. Mm. So I'm like, great, and screwed. You know, because once the curtain what was I it getting usually, snagged on, it was just gummed up or something. Oh. I'd take a shot. <laughs> And so when the camera, when this curtain would come, it would get caught right there. Hmm. And then you'd give it a little touch, and it would go the rest of the way. So I just sat there for about, you know, we're in there, whatever, we're scanning film, we're doing what we're doing. And uh, I just working it out, working it out. Got some WD-40 in there, in the tracks. And then just pick a speed. You start on, like, all right, I'm on 60. It's working 60. Was it gummy and grimy to your touch when you got it? I, well, I couldn't get in there. It was in the inside, into the rails somewhere, the groove that the curtain slides on. So whatever, Mark's, Mark says, just get some WD-40 in there. That was so loud. <laughs> and and eventually, you know, eventually it'll work itself out. And uh, So you just work it. So I just kept working it, and then you go down a little slower. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, a little bit more. Oh, oh look at that. So, the in- so anyway, so then eventually it's working. Right. Good. So the interesting thing about this one, but then we were like, okay, next thing you do, you te- you test the hot shoe. Hot shoe. Hot shoe. So I put the hot shoe in, and we're like, all right, we're good. Then I go, okay, well, wait a second. So it sinks it around in between sixty and thirty, whatever, forty-five. So you go a little lower. It it shoots the flash on the closing of the curtain. Which, well, what, what shutter speed? Are you talking I'm about? at fifteen, but here, you know. So but why would you want to shoot your flash at fifteen? Don't know. I'm just testing stuff. Okay. So, <laughs> so I think I'm like, wait a second. We so all experiment. Never know. You know, this, well, the interesting thing about this is, is it's interesting is that you can now the same idea as the old uh, the Lomo, the original Lomo. Uh, what's the one? The uh, the the LCA. LCA. You know, the, that's their thing is they close the flash on. I mean, they they fire the flash on the closing of the shutter. So that's why a lot of the LCA stuff mm-hmm. you get, you'll get like a kind of a washy kind of thing, and then the flat, then the flash right before at the end. Mm. That was their kind of thing. You know, oh, their you're invention. If the shutter right. stays open, flash, right. then you get a little. It so, stays open. Which yeah, so yeah, you get a yeah. little. So you little... can with this camera now. You can you can hold because here's the other thing. Anything below thirty. The shutter doesn't close until you let off their button. So I can mm-hmm. make a B shot by just going. It's B mode. So I'm holding. This is actually set at like eight right now. But when I let go, Bink. shutter fire. So I'm thinking. It's a weird. Have it'll be got, that kind of camera. Have you gotten a roll? Just got it? it like four hours ago. So oh, I was going to so say because it'd be I'm interesting a, well, to see. I'm going to put something in it and, you know, I'll have something up uh, real soon. So you can uh, hold it now. You can do the streaky with the bulb thing. Do the streaky light beforehand. Yeah, and then yeah. focus beforehand. on what you want to take a shot of, and then let go, and it'll yeah, flash. So I can crazy. be like, Interesting, you can yeah. be like, and then like say you want that. You know. Yeah, that'll be crazy. So yeah. that's what I'm going to try and mark this camera for. That. Yeah. Right. 
And because otherwise than that, it's a two eight, a twenty eight millimeter. It's kind mm. of nice That's wide, good. you know. Yeah. And uh, it's a little dark, you know, but it's it's focus is nice. What is it? Uh, stop down to? Uh, two eight. And where did you get this camera? This strange camera. Chris Poppy. What's it called? Bongo Chris Surf. Poppy. Bongo Surf. Again. He's actually a, a FPP listener. He does listen. He does. He's uh, he owns a, a 100 Land camera. He shoots a lot. He's actually really known. If we have any uh, Rutgers listeners, anybody in the New Brunswick area, yeah, yeah, they will all know who Chris Poppy is because he's he well, is took here? no. <laughs> <laughs> and because uh, he was the one that was documenting the music scene in the uh, eight, late eighties and nineties, oh, really? all the hard, all the hardcore bands and the At punk the, bands. Uh, and the, what is that? What, what's that bar so, down there? Uh, the oh, it's gone. The Court Tavern. Hey, court Tavern. Yeah. Court Tavern's gone. Court Tavern's gone. So anybody that's, if anybody knows, they probably know Chris Poppy's pictures because it's usually black and white. He was he documented the whole scene at Rutgers in the late. He 80s, documented 90s. every crappy band that ever played the court. Yeah, Tavern. And, well, some bands that were like written on to be really huge, oh, yeah? like. Smithereens, you know, or something, you know. So what, what country? Led Zeppelin. Japan. Look in the back. <laughs> Japan. Bottom. Oh, look at that. Back. Yeah, whatever. Why would they say like? I mean, can, it was Canon FT. Why would they call this FTEE? Electric eye. But why they call it FT? Like even real, though it doesn't have real, electric. You know, you had Canon FT. The 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 PC way of saying that. Well, is real busted. Let me get something. Is that right? That's what my father used to say. It's satisfying. It feels junky though. This is your junky camera, right? Bear with this. <laughs> you tell me. Yeah, let me see. Yeah, you tell him. Now, this is Russian, right? Oh, Practica? But it's the same right. camera. Oh, it's filming here. Nope. Uh, oh, take a picture. Boy. How you doing? But look at the body and look at the body of the Petri. They're the same body. They're the same you camera. Feel, this no, camera, this by the way. This, I know. I don't know. I don't, so, I don't, so it's I don't a Petri FTEE from Japan. Yep. Hi. And, and you're this, holding oh, a... This is made in GDR. Germany. What's GDR? That's GB. GMV is Germany. Let me see. Let me see the bottom. GDR. You're the guy with the... There's an entire country out there right now saying, you idiot. <laughs> GDR means... <laughs> this is either Russian or German. I'm Sorry. subscribing to that podcast. But anyway, so I, I think it's just interesting how oh, many I of these... It. I, I think it's interesting how many of these cameras are, are just rebranded as other things, like the Porsche, East Germany. The guitars. Oh, here it is. I told you it's Germany. It's East Germany. Same thing, right? Or not, a little same, different. Little is different. anybody listening to me? No. Yeah, it is. East hey. Germany. Hey, John. Oh, East Germany. Oh, so we know when that one was... Or the Global Depository Receipt. Isn't it true Roger Waters brought down the wall? Oh, let me look that up. <laughs> so so I take back my apology. There are no GDRNs. That, I mean, they're the same, ca- same the camera German body. They just Democratic put their own. So they're Republic. probably all made in Japan and then just assembled and put brand- rebranded that's elsewhere. Cool. I've never seen GDR. So that's why it has a Russian feel, because it was East Germany, which was controlled by Russia, correct? So whatever. I'm going to put some film in it, and we'll find out. By the way, we're comparing uh, Dane's uh, Petri FTEE with a Practica camera. I have two Practica cameras here, a Practica L2 and a Practica LLC. That's not a company. I'm so bored. <laughs> it's, like, it's like Practica <laughs> LLC. That's what it says. LLC? I got the Practica LLC and they the Practica have Incorporated. Yeah. Both these bodies were donated. Are you guys friends with uh, Blia 100 on Flickr? Yes. Oh, yeah, of course. The guy's name is Mike. He donated these cameras. Uh, I, they came without lenses. I went on the bay and I bought the most inexpensive lenses I could find. Uh-huh. And the w- most inexpensive uh, lenses I could find, which are the screw mount lenses, this is F2 lens. And nice. the uh, L2 has a F1.7 lens. I know. Lens. The, the Yashica 1.7 Mim 42 is a great lens. Wait, so take one step back here. So those are the same 
those those bodies were obviously stamped out of the same machine. Yep. But yours take screw mount lenses, and yours take a freaky bayonet. Mine takes some freaky bayonet so, thing. So I they're have... not the same. Well, no, no but just... I'm betting that this bayonet thing is screwed onto it. I wonder. Yeah. And this find out, dude. That could be oh, huge. Oh, break it. Which embossed on it? It says, does look like it's embossed. Look at that. If I take out, give me a damn Phillips. Oh, somebody get yeah. him a hammer. <laughs> at least have a ver- the, the screw mount is a is a standard. Yeah, but I'm saying his takes this, a proprietary. Now. I guarantee I take these three screws out, and that's an M42 bracket in there. Oh, that would you be... want to take the screws out, and you think what's M42 is the screw mount? Screw mount, yeah, would be a bombshell. Let's take a break. <laughs> okay. Das ist sie, die Praktika Nova 1, eine echte einäugige Spiegelreflexkamera von Pentacon. Rasch und bequem die richtige Belichtungszeit durch den neuen Einstellknopf. Das ist das PL-System, die neue Filmeinlegeautomatik. Den Film in die Kamera legen, bis zum Punkt vorziehen. Die Kamera schließen, zweimal blind auslösen und schon ist sie schussbereit. Noch schneller in der Anbindung, noch schneller in der Bedienung. Leipziger Herbstmesse 1967. Goldmedaille für Praktika Nova 1 mit PL-System vom VEB Pentacon Dresden. Hey, this is Michael Rosso. Did you know that the film photography podcast is listener supported? That's right. Without you, there is no film photography podcast, which is why we need your help. Please consider donating to the film photography podcast by going to filmphotographypodcast.com and in the upper right-hand corner clicking the donate button. Your donation will keep the film photography podcast running. Any purchase that you make in the film photography podcast store will also support the film photography podcast. Let's keep these shoes coming. That's right, yeah. Support the Film Photography Podcast. Yeah. And we're back. So we're doing a live experiment. Dane is taking a uh, little uh, uh, screwdriver, taking the lens mount off of his Petri FTE. Because he suspects that it's a standardized mount underneath their proprietary mount. Which is just screwed into the camera. Okay, now right here, insert the sound of someone being electrocuted. (laughs) No, insert the sound of me cursing because you just dropped your screws. While we're doing this, insert the sound of East German officials coming in and uh, abducting Dane. This is an excellent time for us to go, while Dane's doing this, to go to Darkroom Tips. Here's Matt Mirage talking about using a safe light in the darkroom. Wanted to tell you guys real quick about a really important darkroom tip, safe lights. Yeah, that's the red light? It could be any color. Okay. Well, should be close to red, but it can be a multitude of colors. Is that right? Yeah. Most so, people think from the old movies, red light. And that'd be a good one to use. But okay. there, there's, a, there's a couple different lights you can use. So when you're in the darkroom, mm-hmm. we can have a light on because the film can only see a certain range of colors, right. the electromagnetic spectrum, visible light. So your paper is orthochromatic. It can't see red. A lot of people like to use as bright a light as physically possible without like harming the paper so right. they can see what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of folks recommend a red safe light. Um, and that just has a, it's higher in, on the wavelength. So your, your paper sees anywhere from, uh, I think it's 200 to 450 nanometers, something right. like that. That's the, the actual length of the wave of light that it can see. And then red is a little higher wavelength, uh, 600 or so. So a red, your paper won't see it, and it won't fog up. Fogging is a is a big deal because you, you effed your image. Right. Paper's not cheap. 
Film's right. not cheap. You don't want to F anything. So uh, a couple safe lights you can use. Very standard, compact fluorescent bulbs, CFLs. Now, compact fluorescence, you have to put a filter in front of it because fluorescent light is it's green. Yes, it is. And even if you have a fluorescent light on and then you turn it off and you turn on your safe light, mm-hmm. it's still not safe, Mike. After, after you turn a fluorescent light... On oh, and it's off. still glowing. It still glows. Even if we can't see it, it's giving off a little bit of yep. that, that light still. So you have to give it a good uh, 30 seconds to a minute. If you're really hardcore, you wait about five minutes. Right. And then you crank up your red lights and bring out your paper. So uh, compact fluorescents are a way to go. Uh, Professor Jeff at the University of Finlay, he uses what are called OC safe lights. And those are like, uh, kind of, they have, they're more orangey mm-hmm. kind of safe light. But they're uh, they're a... Just at that wavelength band that the paper can't see, but it's brighter than red. Mm-hmm. So we can see paper a little bit better. Um, another kind of light you can use is a hot light. Um, there's these older safe lights that take a long time. They're sodium vapor lights. Is that right? And they take about 10, 15 minutes to really get up to speed. Some people call them bug lights because oh, they have like a yellowish cast okay. to them. Really hot lights. I mean, you can feel the heat coming off of them. And they're super bright. Mm-hmm. Now, I turn those on when I do alternative process. Or uh, or wet plate because you know those processes only see UV. Right. So uh, even tungsten light doesn't do anything to it. But the the point the point of all this is yes. What is you need safe light? You need to be able to see, but you need to be able to make sure your paper is safe at the right. same time. When printing. When printing. Yeah. The safest light out there, Mike. The one that almost nobody uses. LEDs. What? Get out. You can use LEDs because LEDs are very uh, highly regulated, controlled. And you can control the wavelength of the light very specifically. Red LEDs, they're so bright, you feel like the lights are on in there. And the paper doesn't see them at all. It takes a very long time for it to even to start to fog the paper. What color temperature is LED light? Um, well, LED light can be any color temperature. That's the cool thing. There's LEDs that, that can be programmed to be any color between white and white is that and, right? and darks. Yeah. Did not know that. Yes. there's. A, this is a secret. Yeah. Secrets revealed. Secret. Well, we're going to put some links in the show notes where you can buy these LEDs that oh, I'm yes. talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, I found some at Fry's, but I'm sure there's some other great ones online. Mm-hmm. You can also buy just red specific LEDs, and they come in strips of six, and they're mm-hmm. about, a, about two feet long. And you place uh, two strips in your darkroom. And you're done. You don't even need to have them hooked up to a switch. You can just put uh, attach four AA batteries in a little packet, and you can have them to go. Matt, are, are the traditional red bulb that was sold in camera stores mm-hmm. in the 70s and 80s, are they even still manufactured? They are. Um, you can buy them on the bay. Um, some places like Freestyle. Freestyle. Still sells a lot of those older style safe lights. Mm-hmm. I use those when I'm doing my x-ray film because they're um, red lights. They're very safe. You keep them a good four feet away from your working surface, and you can print very effectively with little to no fogging. So, so safe lights. You just you, you need to keep your paper safe. That's yeah. what it's about. You don't want to fog anything because your image goes flat. That that nice pop, that nice contrast just mm-hmm. goes away because there's fog in your highlights, and your midtones might get muddy, and your shadows might just uh. yeah. And you don't want that because paper's not cheap, and and we want to stay productive and consistent in the darkroom. So have some good safe lights. Yeah, an awesome, an awesome tip, tip of, of the month. Thank you. Much too fast Cause I knew when I first held you And looked into your eyes It'd be so hard to 
Grasso here, FPP. We're here at Tony's Touch of Italy with uh, Matt and Lauren and Leslie and myself, and we're celebrating the fact that FPP Store, FilmPhotographyStore.com, now carries not only Kodak Film, but Kodak Film at a price that matches, if not beats, all the big online stores. What does that mean? That means that I don't have to shop anywhere else for film. Ever just FPP FilmPhotographyStore.com is going to be the one-stop shop for all of my film, 35 millimeter, 120 instant photography, and you know those great little plastic filmtastic cameras on the side. Super positive, Leslie. What's it mean? That also means that you can also get your 110. Matt, you forgot 110. Well, the point is, while you're shopping, you get it's one-stop shopping. Yeah. It's quick shipping, and we ship international. No problems. Very important. Sure, we're not going to leave anybody out. A, a big, a big part of the FPP community is the international listener base. I would say a little over fifty percent. And now they have an outlet and a very cost-efficient outlet, and we're getting it to you. So get out there, order your favorite emulsions, your Portras, your Ektars, your T-Max, Tri-X. Get it. Get it now. Filmphotographystore.com. <laughs> Hey there, FPPers. This is Matt Marash. I'm here in Findlay, Ohio today. I just opened up my inbox to find a listener letter from longtime listener and correspondent with the FPP, Greg McNeil from the Isle of Butte in Scotland. He says, Matt, I recently came into possession of an unopened brick of 120mm Panatomic X. Nice. It was freezer stored since its purchase, and it was forgotten in the back of the freezer in a film lab. The expiration date is May 1976. I wanted to ask your opinion about processing chemistry. I'm assuming I can still shoot it at box speed. Thanks in advance, Greg McNeil. Well, Greg, a couple of things about your film. So Panatomic X is a slower panchromatic emulsion rated at ASA 32, and that's when it's brand new you rated at that. So my rule of thumb, even if we have cold store film, is for every 10 years expired, you want to give this stuff an extra stop of light. So uh, we're just going to go ahead and say 30 years, so three extra stops. So we're going we're gonna to have our ISO three times. So we're going to go from ISO 32 down to 16, down to 8, and down to 4. And since it's a little older than 30, we're just going to round it off to the easiest to meter, ASA 3. Kind of almost what a photographic paper would be responding to. Uh, you're going to get nicer tones when you do it like this. You assure that you're getting enough light because the film is going to be less responsive to light the older it is. And now the only thing we have to do is prevent fogging. Uh, a great way to do so is to use a, a stock chemistry that's not too dilute. I always recommend good old Kodak D76 for this purpose. To add to that, I would process it in Kodak D76 as cold a temperature as, as you can get away with, so about 68 degrees Fahrenheit, uh, 20 degrees Celsius, and add just a pinch. We're talking one gram of a chemical called benzotriazole. It will prevent a lot of bromide fogging in the area in the unexposed areas 
that just because of the age of the emulsion might start to build up density even though there was no exposure there. So once again, we're going to rate our Panatomic X at ASA 3. Uh, it's going to be a lot of slow exposures, wide open lenses, tripods abound, but you're going to get great results. Process it for five minutes in Kodak D76 stock with just about a gram of Kodak Benzo Triazol. You can find that from artcraftchemicals.com. They ship internationally and... Yeah, good luck. I would love to see your results in the FPP Flickr pool. Uh, Flickr.com slash group slash film photography podcast. And if you guys have any questions out there, feel free to send me an email, matt.marash at gmail.com. You can also send me an email at matt at filmphotographyproject.com. They'll both come to me. You can always submit your questions through the Film Photography Project website, filmphotographyproject.com, or even through the Flickr group, flickr.com slash group slash filmphotographypodcast. So thanks again for listening, guys, and I'll talk to you soon. Hey, we're back. What do you so, think? I was wrong. So, how'd it go, Dane? Not good. Okay. It's uh, not threaded. Oh. Yeah. We'll thread that. Yeah, yeah. We could just it's only aluminum. But, you know, th- that, that both that camera, the Petri, and these Practica, there's something odd, clunky, stamped out. Yep. Almost like early Fresolini electronics. Yeah. Like someone did this in a home shop. It is very square and blocky, and yeah, it's, it's like not, there's no. Yeah, it's practical it's, as opposed to exactly. Well, listen yeah. to the name. Mm, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> it's Practica. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But anyways, you know, it's the the we me and Mark were talking about this before. SLRs. It's kind of hard to find sometimes the character in an yeah. SLR because it's still just an SLR, and it might just look. It might just be too good yeah you know it just looks like an slr look great oh beautiful picture mm. so instead of like actually having uh something with a lot of character you get something like with a sick one four or something with a or if that's what you're going for or a really wide thing and right and then you just roll with that but the camera itself the body don't know if it makes much of a difference yeah for those of you listening who use the facebook uh these th- we have two practical cameras uh we're gonna have a special giveaway uh you have to go to our film photography podcast facebook page to get information special if you go to the facebook which is just about anyone except for john yeah pretty how, much how about you and me and kevin oh yeah. so it's two out of one two three four five. i'm a google plus guy five. myself i, I yeah, made actually. up a fake account for kevin and i post all kinds of crap on there <laughs> yeah you do he doesn't know that <laughs> pictures of him go to the uh, facebook to the uh, film photography um podcast page and what's great about that is if you if you're a, a twitter a tweeter twit uh, <laughs> oh, 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 hey. <laughs> oh, i didn't even know stoops then uh you can well, get uh, you can get tweets from fpp yeah what do you tweet you tweet news yeah, well what do you tweet yeah, yeah i totally all forgot. sorts of yeah. news what was and your stuff? latest tweet what oh my god i do have ten toes <laughs> Huh? He gave you a roll of the Seattle stuff? He gave me a roll of the, the, the 400C. So, here's a deal. No, no. How's this for a question? Yeah. So, this is a this SLR takes mercury batteries, mm-hmm. which but I'm putting an LR44 in it, so it's an actually it wants a 1.3, but I put a 1.5 in it, and it, so it's going to run hot on the meter, right? Yeah. So, 
Should I, I put 400 film in here now? So should I run it at 200? Double. It's not gonna be a whole stop, right? No. So, or should I just, and or you know, I'm just thinking, should I set my, uh, oh. should I set my ASA ahead of time so I don't have to think about it, or so, should I? So have here's to think about here's it? a conundrum uh, yeah. because he has the wrong voltage battery that's running the meter hot. Dane wants to know what should he set the film speed like? Put a dummy film speed in Maybe that will you compensate. Just do the um, over under exposure. That's what I mean. I'm, well, but it would be easier to set the. If I just say I set it to, to 350. I think uh, it's the other way around. I think you need to set it to 800. If anyone out you there. Need to slow the camera down one stop. If anyone exactly. out there knows. That's what I meant. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So set it to 800. What, but okay. should I go a whole stop, is what I'm thinking. Podcast at filmphotographyproject.com. If you have the answer to this question about this compensation. Yep. Lines are open. And the winner gets a free <laughs> LR44 battery. That's it. <laughs> one way to check, real quick, is you have a working camera in front of you, I assume. I do. With what do you got in it? All right. So I'm going to yeah, set this at four. Put a 2.8 put a on it. This is a 2.8. Does it matter? It matters? No, why does it matter? Can you just set the aperture to four? Oh, you could. We'll set it to 2.8. Oh, set it to 2.8. Okay. <laughs> it has to be the what, same. Set, set it to 2.8. Jesus. Well, you tell me. What do you look through? Say set it to 60. Oh, shoot, let's shoot uh, Mark. John, this is John, complicated. This light. All right. Set it to 2.8. Would it help if I hugged, eight, okay. I hugged him? 2 8, set it 60. Like, straight, whatever you want. Look at what, tell me, and then tell me what he reads. Come on. <laughs> oh, he just zoomed out. So, hey, we have a, hey, guys. Welcome to the Side Conversation Show podcast, <laughs> where five conversations are going on at the same time. I don't know you guys That's are talking Was that all on the air? You weren't even by a microphone. Yeah. You were over there. You're like, and it's called Chica. Chica, Chica, Chica. We were closer Chica. to our mics than Yeah, but than you, you guys, guys were just discussing something. You weren't discussing it for the podcast. If everybody had been quiet, they would yes, have heard we it. we were. We're talking about compensation. <laughs> when you put right. a higher voltage battery. What are you compensating for? So you put a higher voltage battery into your camera, and so your camera's going to read hot. Yep. So we just metered using my uh, Canon FTB mm-hmm. at, at 2.8. Uh, 400 speed film yep. at 30th of a second, and it wants between 2.8 and 4. Dane's camera wanted 5.6. So it's like a stop, stop and mm. a half. Difference. So that means so. I should set this to 800 and shoot a roll with it and see if it works out. Yes. Okay. Done. Yeah. That was my question. Well, let me ask you. Why wouldn't you <laughs> want to put it on the um, over-under? It doesn't have that on this. Oh, it doesn't. Nope. Okay. Well, there you go. The yeah, the oh, yeah, right. Pull. I know that. Yeah. I just put it on yeah, one yeah. stop different. No, That's a pretty fancy camera you so have if you got the push-pull. X700. You're filming it? Yes, you do. Okay. Hey, let's take a break. Hey, it's Mike Rossum here doing a live commercial here on the radio with all the guys in the studio. Let's talk about... Talk about your... Your brand new camera, what you're selling. Yes, uh, there's a, a brand new camera in the FPP store. Ooh, really? And it's a it's a plastic film tastic 120. Look at that. Yeah, a one. <laughs> this is known as a 120 debonair camera. Ooh. It takes 16 shots per roll of 120 roll like film. It. It's not a Holga. It's not a Diana. It's made at a mysterious unknown factory in Hong Kong. Nice. Sometime in the 1980s. Uh-huh. And FPP just acquired a boatload. Sitting in a box somewhere it. in a warehouse. All Literally, a bo- Literally a boatload. Literally a boatload. It has a, uh, a F8 60 millimeter super lens. It's super. It is. Sure is super. And you can tell it's super because it says super. It has a uh, hot shoe on top. Hot, hot shoe. shoe. Ooh. And you, you folks out there can have this camera. Yeah? How really? Wow, how, how do we get that You camera? go to filmphotographyproject.com, you click the store, and then you go to uh, 120 film cameras, and there it is. So That's this is a great awesome. 120 star awesome. camera. 
Yes, this is You're a plastic camera. You're scared to get into 120 because it's a little bit bigger format than If you've never to. shot 120 roll film before, this is the perfect camera to start, start with. Ooh, look at that, Dave. Perfect camera to start with, roll <laughs> film. And then once you advance, like, you know, TLRs and more professional cameras, this is a good camera just to keep in your bag. Oh, yeah. Because it's going to give you those dreamy sort of yep. something, something. It's good, good sound. You, you get double, that triple, awesome quadruple exposure. Sounds like a weed whacker. <laughs> <laughs> so check it out. And yeah, of course, breaks, you can use it to black weeds. <laughs> and of course, by visiting thefilmphotographystore.com also helps keep us going here at the Film Photography Podcast. Thank you very much. I like how on the, bo- on the box it says, take Can 16 pictures in color or black or white. Like you, like you might need a different camera for color and a different a camera for black or white. In Is anybody listening to me? I'm Wait, talking. No, we're not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here's my tea. The box shows it with a really freaky looking flash. Yeah, yeah, flash doesn't come with a flash. I know. That's mm. Flash wouldn't even fit in the box. It looks like a flash cube. Ooh. Any purchase over $5,000 on the is, FTP this store is huge gets a free debonair. It's got the little tabs, so oh. it'll hold a 35 canister really nicely. Oh, so Here you can shoot sprockets. We're already modding it. Yeah, DIY with your new uh, Filmtastic, plastic Filmtastic 120 camera. You can put a 35-millimeter cartridge in there and then shoot what's known as sprockets. Sprockets. Awesome. Just He's all over the debonair. debonair. I yeah. love these. These are like, I love, they're so light. And what they, are those and going for? $19.99. Oh, I'm going to get me one. Or free with $10,000 oh, purchase. <laughs> Sold. Sold. Dang. Sold. Thank you very much. Yeah. Wow, two sales right here on the show. <laughs>
Hey, we're back. Hey, you know, uh, you guys uh, see that Jim Austin, Jimages on Flickr? Oh, yeah. Did yeah. He rocked it. The FPP song? Yeah. 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 Very nice. It's lyric, new lyrics to a traditional folks, folk song. Yep. A lot of profanity. <laughs> yeah, no. It mentions me, you, <laughs> John, Mark, Dane, Matt, Lauren. Kevin. No. <laughs> I thought that was really uh, very cool of him. Yeah. yeah, really cool. There's a video on YouTube. I'm looking at. I'm squinting. I'm like, I think he's a reflector board. Oh, really? Because he's sitting on salty paws. Mm-hmm. Where do you think in the world he was when he did that? I think probably in the fall he they shot it. Yeah. I'm guessing. Okay. I whenever I see Jim Austin on the boat, I just automatically think he's docked at the Nyack Boat Club. You just picture him in Nyack. Crazy. Yeah. No. You could be anywhere. They, they go, they're like birds. When it gets cold here, they go someplace warm. When you think of me, think of me in Nyack. Right. <laughs> you think of me, think of Nyack. We'll yeah. always have Nyack. We'll always have Nyack. But this is a great segue into uh, uh, Matt's pick, which is the book of the month, which is a book that Jim Austin donated to the FPP. Great. Remember he gave us a book? Yes. Yeah. Beautiful book. Yeah, yeah. I didn't get a chance to thumb through it. Oh, my goodness. Is it, is it around? I know where Matt it's has it. Hey, Matt just walked in. Hey, how's it going, guys? Hey, Matt. Well, I can't be here for too long, but Mike called me up a couple months ago. And he's like, hey, book came in a bottle. <laughs> and it was right around the same time I got a book in a bottle. Right. And if it comes in a bottle, there's only one person it could have come from. Jim Austin. Jimages. Jimages. That's right. Jim Austin, our fave FPP photographer, lives on a boat. And that's why his packages come in a bottle. In a bottle. That's right. So uh, what? Th- this book was given to me when I was on Salty Paws, which is uh, Jim and Bentley's boat. We were invited, myself, John Fideli, Dane, John, Mark. And as we were leaving, uh, Jim gave me this book. And it is an amazing book, and that's well, our book of the month. Yeah, what a great book it is. This is The World of uh, Henri Cartier-Bresson. Um, known to many street photographers or street togs as HCB. If you look, if you look up HCB, street photographer. I mean, this man coined what is street photography. He a legend, right? In black and white photography, amazing work. The book has just beautiful prints of of uh, Brisson's work. He has such a such a body of work for, mm-hmm. for someone that later in their life went back to painting. Yes. Believe that. It's it's just amazing stuff. If you guys haven't seen uh, some of the documentaries on his work or any of the old uh, interviews of mm-hmm. him in the late 90s and early 2000s, it's a very um, frustratingly humble kind of guy for how uh, how great a photographer he was. Yeah. What's so, this book called? This is The World of uh, Henry Cartier-Bresson or Henri Cartier-Bresson. Yeah, so. yeah. And looks, that book looks pretty old. It looks pretty old, but this is copyright 1952. This is classic. Yeah. So this isn't even, you know... I guess you'd have to get that on the bay. Very much so. I'm, I doubt you would have, uh, have luck finding it, but beautiful images in here. Um, a couple contact sheet-looking images. So you can kind of see the sequence mm-hmm. of how he shot. Uh, if anybody has ever seen uh, Henri Cartier-Bresson um, contact sheet, not a lot of. I mean, there's not a lot of repeats on these. You know, he's not. Right. Like, this is well before uh, Motor Drive <laughs> on cameras. He just. Do, right. you, do you know what he would? What would? What would uh, he shoot with? Uh, Thirty-five. Is that right? It's 35 black and white, yeah. A lot of it. I, I know there's a, a teeny bit of medium format in there, but this this man is known, I mean, 
to many as just a master of composition, defined the, the decisive moment. A great book for anybody to check out that's interested in street photography, mm-hmm. lifestyle photography, working with uh, 35 black and white, just trying to get in there and get closer. Like I see no greater um, example of, of street photography or this kind of stuff than Henri Cartier-Bresson. So uh, where do you think someone can get this? Probably the Bay. Okay. Or a really good used bookstore. Right. If you're in New England, you're in luck. They have a lot of good used bookstores. Right, right. Go, go to somewhere that's very arty and look look for a used bookstore. They might have this book. Right. Um, some uh, photography collectors might have this. It's it's a good book. But any books yeah. with his work, there's tons of them. Yeah. So... Well, thank you, Matt. Yeah, thank you, Jimages. That's right. For sending this in. Just a great book of the month to have. And uh, folks out there are saying, who is this Jimages? Have you seen the uh, the series of articles he's coming out with? Apparently a book is in the works. Slow photography. For for the slow photography revolution. He's got excerpts from both myself and Mr. Michael Rosso. Yes. And uh, it's shaping up to be very good. Jim has uh, kind of analyzed the world of slow photography as he as he coins it coming from both a digital and a film standpoint kind of brings it all together for someone who's just getting into photography showing them how to slow down how to really think about the image yep. it's like slow down pal yeah and he's he's just really good at that i guess jim also offers uh, one-on-one kind of workshops or lectures that yep. he does so just a great guy to, to talk to i think it must be jimages.com yeah, i think it's jimages.com yep yeah, Jim's website is jimages.com, J-I-M-A-G-E-S.com. Thanks, Matt. Thanks, Jim. Yeah, thanks, Jim. Uh, so, hey, thanks, Matt. Uh, thank you, Matt, for picking this book of the month. And we have the book right here in the studio. It is a, The World of Henri Cartier-Bresson. Nice. Oh, it was one of my faves. It's great when you see a photographer whose work just, like, inspires you. Yeah. So I want to thank Jim for donating the book to the FPP. It's part of yeah, our that, library. That is an awesome book. Yeah, if you want to see some amazing black-and-white photography, check out Henri Cartier-Bresson. It's called The World of... Henri Cartier-Bresson. Very nice. We. Oui. Hey, we'll be right back. The Polaroid 1000 instant camera. The world's simplest camera. It's the exciting present that lets you enjoy your pictures in minutes in brilliant color. For instant excitement. Instant laughter. Instant fun. Polaroid 1000. Hey, it's Michael Rosso urging you. Actually, I'm sitting here with William. Hey, William. Where are we? Hey, I'm sitting here with William, and we're in the FPP virtual store. (laughs) Wow. I feel like I'm in Tron. So, like, we're inside your computer. (laughs) I don't know how we got here. (laughs) Anyhow, I'm here to urge you to go find your mom, your grandpops, your friends, Polaroid camera in your closet or attic or basement, anyone you know, guarantee you they have a Polaroid camera. Get that camera and start shooting with it. Absolutely, you should do that. And uh, William has been uh, working here in the FPP store, our virtual store that has a you know real three-dimensional shipping department Absolutely, <laughs> with yes. a real person in it. Yes. If someone orders something, uh, you'll, you'll be talking to them. Yes, I'll be speaking with you. Oh, that's awesome. Once you find your camera, you can come to the FPP store to stock that camera with film, whether it's SX-70, 600, or Spectra, with the Impossible Project film, because we're an Impossible Project partner store. That's right, and that's very exciting. Or if you find, like, an old pack camera, we are, like, your Fuji Pack film headquarters. Oh, we have Fuji 3000B, Fuji 100B, and we have Fuji 100C. Yeah. Yeah, we have some expired Polaroid in there, too. Ooh. Filmphotographystore.com 
or just click the store tab on our website filmphotographyproject.com for all you folks out there and I can't tell you how many of you have like grabbed a Polaroid camera and you're excited you're like hey man I picked up my Polaroid camera because you know you were talking about it so much that I did it myself and William there's not one person they're all like I love it I've actually been affected oh yes (laughs) yes he had what happened so I was at a garage sale, and I found, what was it, a... Uh, Polaroid Impulse. Impulse, which, and I made an impulse buy, and uh, Mike checked it out. It actually works. They're very sturdy little cameras. Sturdy little cameras. Uh, impulse is a 600 camera. It would take uh, the Impossible PX600 or PX680. Now we have the new color protection film, the newest uh, chemistry from the Impossible Project. So, hey, I just wanted to share that with everyone, just so everyone knows. Color protection film. Cool. Filmphotographystore.com. Hey, we're back. I want to tell everyone about the remarkable instant camera giveaway, our giveaway this month, John. You're excited about giveaways. Of course. We're going to talk about it. Yeah. We have three prizes we're giving away. (laughs) First place, second place, third place. place. That's right. Yeah. So the third prize is going to be a Polaroid 600 one-step camera. The same one you have there. It's a beautiful one-step camera, whereas it has a close-up filter that slides in front. It takes. We're giving it away with a new Impossible Project uh, PX680 Color Pro. Ooh. This is fi- the newest film from Impossible Project. You don't have to panic anymore. You don't have to panic. It makes a beautiful color image. Wonderbar. Second prize, the Polaroid Impulse Camera. Oh. And this is a camera that was donated by our good friend Ted, the 3D guy. Yeah. Yeah. Right here. Oh, there it is. Polaroid Impulse Camera. Oh, in the box. NIB, new in box. Well, we're also giving away a pack of... Uh, Color protection film, Color Pro film, mm-hmm. PX680 with the camera. The film is courtesy of the film photography store, our store, our very store. Ah! <laughs> first prize is. Oh, I can't wait. I'm all goose pimply. The first prize, John, is yeah. a camera donated by Leslie from Imagine That. Mm, our good I've friend been, Leslie. I've been shooting with it. Polaroid Spectra autofocus camera, courtesy of Leslie from Imagine That. With a fresh pack of Polaroid PZ680 Color Pro film. Beautiful Whoa. camera. Beautiful camera. John, you're a Spectre guy. That yeah. Is, oh, I'm a Minolta beautiful. Spectre I'm a Spectre guy. Guys. I'm a total Spectre I got a Spectre. I'm a, no- I'm a knockoff I got a Spectre, Spectre right guy. here. Yeah. <laughs> Why I own a Spectre yet. I shot my first Spectre but an hour ago. Oh, look at that. There it is. So to, uh, to um, get in on this... Contest. What do they got to do? You need to go to filmphotographyproject.com forward slash giveaways. Oh, is that on that interweb net thing? Yes. And you sign up. If you're listening to this as an archive, don't worry. Just go to the same URL Mm -hmm. and see what contest we have going on this month. Stuff every month. It's pretty exciting. Yeah. Yes. How many times can I enter? No, you just enter once. (laughs) Now it's time for our showcase camera. Our showcase (laughs) camera. (laughs) What's the showcase camera? What what is it? Our showcase camera. (laughs) (laughs) Our featured camera this month is Mark Dalzell's camera, a newly acquired camera called. It's like a big monster. It's called Mamiya C220. Mamma Mia. Mamma Mia, Mamma Mia. Tell us about the Mamma Mia C220. Mamma Mia, let me know. I just picked this up a, a few weeks ago at a, uh, actually at a camera repair store. I brought, I brought a camera in for repair, and he couldn't fix it, but I saw this thing sitting on the shelf all rusty and nasty, and 
he sold it to me. But uh, yeah, these are great. This is the this is the biggest TLR I've ever seen. Yeah, right. It's just gigantic, but it's it's looks awesome. It's like a robot head. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It looks like something George Lucas would have used to make a make a droid. R two D two. Yeah, but um, it's great. I mean, it's solid. It's it's large. It's larger than I'm used to with my Yoshiko one twenty four, but it's completely solid. It's got bellows. Um, yeah, it's got bellows. Yeah, it's got a. That's the nice thing about it with uh, with oh. my Yoshika. I need to uh, use the. Oh yeah, that's the a camera you were telling me. It's oh, like that a is freaking so macro cool. lens on there. You can do macro shots with this without using the add-on lenses like I do with the Yoshika because this actually is a bellows. Bellows. This is a medium TLR. format camera. Yep. Takes shoots. 120 roll film. 120 or 220. Oh. Without any modifying, it's a switch can, though. Yeah, you can rotate the the the, uh, the pressure plate and uh, do either one. So in 120 film, you'll get 12 exposures. Yes. And the 220, you'll get 24? Yep. Excellent. Yep. That's cool. But the, the, the thing that's really cool about this over the Yashica, which I love, is you can just swap the lenses out. It, oh. So unbelievable. You just, so you, Pops you, right out of Yeah, it. you switch it into lock mode. It actually flips up a door that blocks off the film, so you don't expose mm-hmm. your film when you take the lens off because the, the shutters are built in. It looks like a ste- steampunk glasses. It does. It does. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. Um, Let's see. And then, uh, yeah, they made, I don't know what, 20, 30 different lenses for it. And, uh, yeah, you can get whatever you want. So this one came with the... Just wait till I'm done. Wait till I'm done. <laughs> Both John and I are both converging one, on Mark. This one That's came with the 80 millimeter 2.8. With our cameras. Um, but you 2.8 can get, is you nice. Get Duo of Spectra. What's 2.8 is nice. Yeah, this is, uh, this is the fastest one they made for it. I would like to get something a little wider for it, but um, you know, I'm not going to What did you say? It's 80 millimeter? Yeah, 80 millimeter 2.8. Mm. They, they went down to, I think the, the, the widest thing they had was a 45 for it. Mm-hmm. So someday I'd like to find one of those in a box for Will five bucks. But yeah. For me? Yes. Oh, here we go. Everybody look away. Oh, oh, boy. I, I didn't realize that man, was going to be a bolt. I was on the periphery, and I still felt the heat from that. Yeah, I know. And then as an added bonus. I was bonus, behind him, and I felt the heat. <laughs> uh, this came with the Poro Finder meter. What does that mean? That means, so your, your, your waist level viewfinder just pops off. Again, unlike you can do on a, on a uh, Yashica. And then um, you could get add-on Look at that. replacement viewfinder. So this came with, with the uh, Poro Finder with the CDS with the, with the needle meter in it. And what this actually also does is it's got some mirrors in it that flip your image around. So when you're looking through it, left becomes left and right becomes right, which is kind of confusing Brilliant. sometimes with the TLR. And then, yeah, you just flip your little uh, light sensor on and match it up, and you're good to go. A little jauntier? Yeah, that's it. Oh. <laughs> so there, that's my... Uh, now, have you shot with this? I did, actually. I've, I've shot one roll through it. It's good. Yeah? Yeah. It's S- good. Square image? Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And I'm sorry, uh, you may have mentioned, where did you get this? this? Camera store. I got it at a, at a, <laughs> yeah. at a camera store. You actually got it at a camera store. You yeah, did. I bought it. I bought it. I was. I went to this little camera repair place to get to get one of my cameras fixed, and it's one of these little places that have been there for decades. And uh, and I saw this thing sticking out on a shelf, and I said, "Hey, would you sell me that?" And he said, "Yeah, sure." And uh, will you diverge diverge to us what you paid? Fifty dollars. Fifty dollars. That's like yeah, your magic number. I I was surprised. It was an old Russian guy, and he said, "Oh, I just bought that last week for forty dollars, and it's got you know, it's it's got the the, uh, the two point eight on it, which is the the lens itself is worth a bit of money, and the body, which is in good shape." And I said, "Okay." What you see? He said, "Come on, pops." I said, "Well, what you know, I would buy it, <laughs> and expecting him to say you know a hundred dollars or something." And he said, "Oh, you know, you can have it for 50 I'm like, "All right, fine, I'll take it." All right, we're gonna play hard, Paul. Yeah, all right. And then from below the counter, he brings out the Poro Finder, which I didn't even know it had, and you know that went with it too, which the Poro Finder itself is worth what is it? Uh, you, you no 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 you hypnotize people i don't know what it is 
Now, what is a Poro finder? Like, spell it. P O R R O F I N D E R. That was that's just the, um, the the viewfinder you could get for it, and they you could get multiple different ones. This particular one is the is the CDS uh, Poro finder, so it's actually got the little crazy little flip out light sensor with the with the needle. Yeah. Right, huh. right. It's not it's not connected to the camera in any way, so I have to I take the readings off the needle and transfer oh, those to the gotcha. front of the camera and then take the shot, but. It saves me having to Do you pull recommend out my... someone like introduction to medium format? I mean, besides getting the FPP debonair, what should they <laughs> would they get recommend? I mean, it's so big and clunky compared to like a Yashica Flex. That's I mean, like a step up camera. I wouldn't. You take this out, like people will start, you know, crowding around you because it's so humongous. It's very impressive looking. It's I, I wouldn't call it clunky. I mean, it's it's big, but it it feels very good when you actually. When you actually shoot with it, um, it, it people yeah, would it say looks like pretty solid. ergonomically designed. There, you got Terry little like people would say like, yeah. "Whoa!" That's what they would say, like "Whoa!" Yeah, this is that camera that when you walk around, people are going to say, "Hey, they still make film for that." Yeah, that. Um, but yeah, I mean, it feels. Oh, listen, to that listen shutter. to that shutter. That's beautiful. Feels very solid. Well, what do I have it on now? Oh, yeah, 60, yeah. It's got really good shutter speeds. Like I said, it goes down to 2.8. It's X synced. It's it does everything you want to do. It's selectable. Good for me. It's selectable between uh, single shot, so it's got um, a double exposure, uh, you know, protection. Or you can switch over to multi shot, and you can actually do multiple exposures if you like that sort of thing. Right. So you like yeah, if you like that sort of thing, well, Professor Dane, how'd you make out over there? You know, I see you tinkering and tinkering. Do you need a battery test, or you have one? Now, after we finish taping tonight, we're going to be going to the uh, diner. Do you guys are you going to be bringing uh, a camera in or nah? Yeah. I think that covers it, gentlemen. The FPP store is chugging along. For folks out there, if you'd like to either donate to the show to help keep our shoes running or to keep the store, the store mm-hmm. keeps the podcast floating, pays all our overhead and the expensive electricity to power those <laughs> thousand watt bulbs. <laughs> and our new format this year, we're going to be going into our segueing into our music portion mm-hmm. of the show. And if you go to our show notes online, you can see how if you hear a tune, you're like, oh man. What is that? Which I do get emails. Like, yeah. What? I don't. Like, it's tough because, like, on episode number, yo, yeah, yo, yeah, yeah, yeah. what cut is that of Smooth Sailor? Of course, Smooth Sailor. About an hour and fifteen minutes in. You have like an archive of what? A million songs. Five hundred ninety-two. Five ninety. Yeah, we're about. Yeah. To How many years? It's about to break six hundred. How many um, years? Three. Three years of Smooth Four. Sailors. Two thousand eight. Four. Yeah. Sailors dot com. Yeah. But I've been trying to be as specific as possible to name names. Name names. Yeah. So if people can say, "Oh, that cut. Where can I get that?" that and cut. you can either get it online, Yo, that download it, or yeah. <laughs> That's nice. Good night, everybody. Good. That was good.
that's right.
Yeah. 